don't attach yourself to a purpose. You think your purpose is to be a coach. No, your purpose is exactly what you said. For me with the astral stuff, like I was told I'm a Leo, Leo, Leo. So my my purpose is to embody and share all of the attributes of a Leo, leadership, confidence, like all the stuff, right? Of a Leo. So I'm trying to remember that my purpose is not to be a coach. My purpose is to embody and share in my gifts and hope that that helps other people in some kind of way. And we'll see where that takes me. Welcome to Six Impossible Things, a podcast that will expand your perception of what's possible for your life. I'm Marissa Fontana, your host and founder of 10th House Astrology, and I'd like to invite you to join the adventure. It all starts with a single step. So if you are a loyal follower of the podcast, uh, you may have noticed that we skipped the Monday episode this week. And that was for a couple reasons. The original reason was Monday, the usually the day that I spend meditating and planning for the week um, and recording the episode I spent with my parents. Um, and it was also, interestingly enough, on a day where the asteroid Chiron, which is the wounded healer, represents our deepest karmic wound and what we are really here to learn how to heal, made a conjunction with the North Node of future destiny. So the North Node is our higher path. It's what takes us out of our comfort zone and allows us to transcend into the next stage of our soul's evolution. And so when you think about those two themes, right, coming together it really created this energy of needing to walk through your pain and heal through the thing that's been nagging at you (laughs) for your whole life in order to step onto your higher path. And I won't get into the details, but that day um, really provided opportunity for me to do that. And the more I talk to people this week, the more I'm noticing this theme coming up for for others as well, is that this week was not a week that went the way we planned it to go. (laughs) It was a great week, but it was a weird week. It was a lot of healing. It was a lot of focus on other things. And so while my intention was to record the podcast on Tuesday, Tuesday, got away from me. And then I thought, okay, well, I'll record it Wednesday. Wednesday got away from me. And it got to the point where I thought, you know, this maybe is an opportunity to practice what I preach and give myself some grace and allow imperfection this week, imperfection with the consistency that I've been committed to maintaining this season. So the theme that I planned on discussing this week will be next Monday's episode, which is actually perfect timing because I just opened my books again and it's all about aligning both your strategy and your subconscious with your cosmic blueprint. And today's interview really serves as a perfect interlude to that topic 
It's with Katie Falloon Drew, who is someone who I've met in the coaching circle. And she is a triple Leo. So Leo, sun, moon, and rising, and has such an incredible story of her hero's journey, essentially, within her own life and how she thought she had everything she wanted. She had everything everyone else told her she should want. And yet there was still something missing that was really affecting her well-being. And so now her purpose in life, not just as a coach, but in everything she does, is to really embody and help other people achieve vibrancy and vibrancy by their own definition, vibrancy by how you feel in the moment, not just how you look on the outside. And so this conversation, Katie really gives detail into her own story, her own struggle, how she's used energy healing to heal um, and what ultimately has led her to the, the career that she's devoted to now. Okay, so just to kick this off, Katie, if you could give an overview of of who you are, what you do, and your journey to have gotten you to this point so far. Sure. So my name is Katie Flynn Drew. I'm a health and confidence coach. Full disclosure, keep changing my name, still landing on it. Am I a vibrancy coach? Am I a health and confidence coach? But you know, we'll get into that confusion later yeah. on. So in a nutshell, you know. 12 years ago, I've always had a calling to help people be more active, like physically active, take care of their health. I've always had this calling to debunk that. So mm-hmm. in undergrad, I did, you know, human kinetics. I did a, an undergrad thesis working with after school kids on, you know, increasing physical activity, did my master's degree in health psychology, always just felt myself gravitating towards talking to people that, being active, eating well, doing all of those things should be about yourself. And it shouldn't be this like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, I'm a CrossFitter four times a week and a vegan and whatever, all these things, unreachable things. So I've always had this calling. Mm-hmm. So 12 years ago, I started Healthy Confident You on my maternity leave with my first child. And I hadn't gone through a lot of, I mean, I was 32 well 30 what am I 42 now so I definitely I I was educated I knew a lot about health psychology I knew how to change behavior physical activity nutrition habits all this kind of thing and I started it and you know and then life took over kids everything life took over and I I honestly don't think I felt ready to coach you know Mm. I didn't I don't know if I had enough life experience well then life smacked me in the face <laughs> and I says oh what you want experience yeah. Here you oh go. yeah okay <laughs> here you go my friend and mental breakdown um so you know here I am thinking I know the things I can teach you the things mm-hmm. and went back to work got pregnant again had a second child went back to work full mental breakdown mm-hmm. off work couldn't get out of bed world is gray had to go on antidepressants. Here I was doing all the right things that society told me to do. I was active and working out and fitting that in. I was eating well. I was fit. I was pretty. I had a handsome 
husband. I had two healthy kids. I had two degrees. I had a great job and I had a fucking white picket fence around my big house mm-hmm. and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell is going on? I was sold a bill of goods. This is not supposed to be like ever. I was saying to myself, how could I be depressed? How could I be anxious? I've done everything society has told me to do. Yeah. Everything and- looks the way it everything up. looks I yeah. look good my house looks good my kids look good my husband looks good when we are and I was confident on the surface everybody always <laughs> told me gosh you're so confident they had no idea struggling struggling inside and so it took me a long time to crawl out of that hole right like it wasn't overnight i went to my doctor got on medication started talk- nobody was talking about mental health 10 years ago it's really like new i remember thinking i'm i i'm not enough i i, I must be weak i need to go on medication what's wrong with me yeah. i fast forward because we don't have all the time in the world to figure out all <laughs> the things i had to do to get out of that hole but i slowly but surely did you know, quote unquote, the work, which some people hate that word, but it's like started therapy, you know, went on medication to get me at least above the water enough to breathe. So I have, I I'm off medication now. I, it's not for me, but I don't shame anybody. If you need it to get above the water Mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on, it's a tool, right? Mm -hmm. But I really do feel it's not the it is the tool to get you breathing above water in order to figure out what's going on. So did the therapy, did energy work, a lot of energy work did, you know, and it's, it's never ending. Like I'm still doing all of that work, but through that went back to, you know, my government job. And it was only, I think in the last couple of years where I'm like, no, no, now I'm ready to coach people Mm -hmm. because now I've been through the shit. And especially the women I coach, which is, you know, over women kind of 40 plus overwhelmed. Who am I? Who am I now? I coach a lot of moms, but not just moms, but it's like, who am I at this age? Who am I at this phase? And I really want to be healthy and confident. I just don't know where the heck to start. And so that's what I do is I hold their hands and we first work in before we can work out. So we work at what are your mental barriers? Have you done the inside work? I'm not a therapist, but I can definitely navigate and help connect people if they need that. Mm -hmm. And then I hold their hand and say, okay, you know, you want to get to this state of feeling healthy, confident, vibrant at this stage, not your 30 year old self that, you know, is a size six, like let's get, let's, you know, let's let that go. But I hold their hands and I walk through with them. What are your blocks? How do we actually decrease your overwhelm by maybe, you know, including some true self-care and moving your body in a non-shameful way and fueling your body in a non-shameful way? Because everyone's like, oh my gosh, I can't add anything more to my plate. Well, Mm -hmm. actually, when you remove your barriers and blocks, when you increase your self-love and when you start treating yourself with the love and kindness, you would treat a child, a dog, a family member, the overwhelm actually decreases. So that's really my that's it. This is my passion. It's there is that physical activity, nutrition angle, but it's no longer the main piece. It's part of your vibrancy equation, which is what I work on people. Like, what is your vibrancy equation? What do we need to do so that you start feeling more yourself? Yeah. It sounds like even though the 
outcome is a little different. I focus on business. You focus on on health. The, the your approach is very similar. It feels very relatable in the sense that we do the inside stuff first. Like that's mm-hmm. so important. And and not only the inside stuff so that you can feel better tomorrow, but what can you do so you feel better right now in the present moment through this entire process? And you're not waiting until you hit 10K a month to feel good. You're not waiting until you lose 20 pounds to feel good, but you feel it right now. Emotions are everything. They're so powerful. Mm-hmm. So I love this, that your approach is we'll do the inside stuff and then and then the outside stuff. I think you have your priorities spot on there. And that's part of why I wanted you to come on this podcast is because I know that you are helping people do things differently than what we've been conditioned to do and how we've been conditioned to live and how we've been conditioned to work. And you can speak from, from experience now too, because you had all of the things that we aspire to. And then what happens when you get there and you say, well, shit, they, they said I'd be happy mm-hmm. when I reached the the finish line and I'm at the finish line and I I don't feel good and don't know what to do and it's 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 really can be an isolating and lonely and daunting journey when you arrive at that place and so the work you're doing is so incredibly important because there you are the beacon saying I know you, I know I've been there and it's okay. You don't have to explain to me why you don't feel good. I just know what it's like and I'll hold your hand and we'll find a way out. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's beautiful. So you mentioned your vi- vibrancy equation. I saw you post about it. I'd love for you to share a little bit about what is a vibrancy equation because it's something that's unique to you. Yeah. So Started this, you know, business, got my website, healthyconfidentyou.ca 12 years ago, because I thought that's what it was, be healthy and confident, and then you will be happy. And then I was healthy and confident, and I was not happy. And Mm -hmm. so I'd like to redefine the word confident. I still, it's not that Mm -hmm. I want to remove the word confident. I think it does resonate with us. It's just confident to me can sometimes be equated with the external. You walk into a room, you with your head head held high, you, you feel good. You can advocate for yourself in a business sense. For example, I had all those things, but I was still miserable on the inside. And so I'd like to redefine it. And so the, what I call vibrancy for me is kind of that Venn diagram of like, where, you know, you've got that health aspect and this doesn't mean you're super fit and have no health problems. I'm talking like you are fueling your physical health in a way that from self-love you are fueling your inner light. So that's the inside, right? So you are working on your mental health. You are working on your physical health such that the inner light that you are stoking, I call it like that inner fire that, that burns bright enough and starts to kind of shine out that is my definition of vibrancy is it's the oprahs of the world it's the jennifer you know like oh gosh i forget her last name is it jennifer mccarthy like you know it's the people that you think that maybe aren't what society says you look perfect and you are perfect like it they just walk into a room they know who they are but it's from the inside out you can tell it's not a facade it's like that inner light is burning bright and so for me a vibrancy equation vibrancy is that that confidence is part of it but it's really inner confidence first that shines out because you can be an introvert and be vibrant 
you can be someone who's not necessarily walking into a room, turning heads and be vibrant. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get that? Well, we all need our own vibrancy equation, our own vibrancy plan. It's not like for you, Marissa, you might get that in different ways than me. For me, it's moving my body. It's a mindfulness practice. And it's a lot of, a lot of like constant work, quote unquote, quote, air quote works, you know, still do therapy, still do energy work, still have to really check myself to get off that mental treadmill. So it's what is my equation to feel vibrant? So Mm -hmm. I work with clients on what's your equation to feel vibrant. You might be an artist and that's what fuels your soul. And you need to build in time to do that and not feel bad because you could maybe have someone else drive your kid to soccer and that's okay. So it doesn't have to, it can't be the same for everyone. I think everybody's vibrancy equation is different. I will add the caveat that I do think everybody needs some kind of health plan for themselves, but it doesn't need to be what you see on the media or all the Instagram models and whatever. Like it could be taking a walk because you care about the vessel that you're living in. It could just be, you know, being a little bit more conscious of what you put in your body and how it makes you feel. So there is that aspect of it and I can help, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more. It's fueling that inner fire. And when that burns out, that to me is vibrancy. Yeah. And I I love hearing you talk about this because the theme is the same. What you're helping people achieve is not vibrancy by how things look, how their body looks, how their life looks, but vibrancy through how they feel in their body, in their life. And that outcome is consistent. It looks different for everyone, but that state of feeling really good about yourself and where you are is what you help people achieve. And as a Taurus mid heaven, which rules the body and values and all of these things, like it's so aligned for you to focus on how do we feel good right now, regardless of people's perceptions or people's expectations, did you meet them or not? And, and as you were describing vibrancy too, as being this inner light, I saw it as like, you, you essentially help people strengthen their auras, right? Your aura is the, mm-hmm. the thing that people feel when you walk into a room, not what they see, it's what they feel. And so you're really mm-hmm. helping people tap into kind of the energetic, invisible pieces of vibrancy and 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 defining it by by the energetics versus, you know, what we might find, find in the dictionary, right? So right. I, have, I have so many questions for you. I could take this conversation in so, so many different directions. <laughs> Um, But I'd love for you to share a little bit. You've mentioned energy work a couple of times. And so a lot of listeners are kind of in that in between of like in corporate want to do something else. And and I am promoting the normalization of spirituality in business, spirituality integrated into business actually gives you a leg up, actually helps you be a a better business owner, feeling good about what you do, all this stuff. So I'd love for you to just share your take on energy work, what you've done, what it helped you with and who you recommend it for. Okay. And I could also talk about how the energy work I've done has helped me in a business sense. I came to energy work, a wonderful soul named Brian Goodhart in Ottawa. Someone just, I, I was told I couldn't get pregnant. I was not taking no for an answer. And I wasn't getting pregnant, wasn't getting pregnant. Someone's like, go to this guy. I'm like, I will do anything. Sure enough, he says, oh, one of your 
you know, fertility pathways is blocked and I'm going to fix that. And I'm thinking, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and I got pregnant two weeks later. So, wow. you know, my dad's a physician. My dad does not believe in this stuff, but he's like, dude, whatever floats your boat, find your lost remote. Like, you know, <laughs> so I go, I went into it thinking, okay, well, I got pregnant. I'm done. But then he started talking to me about like, my anxiety, even though I wasn't even open to knowing that I had anxiety, you know, like you don't know yet, like before yeah, you yeah. Even start realizing, but Just he was starting normal. to open. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he was starting to open that door. And so, and then I was like, oh gosh. So I ended up continuing in that way. How did that help me in terms of business? Energy work. I mean, at least what I was doing, which was tapping into what where are my blockages? What are my patterns? Where, like for me, it was like, he would always say, your list is never going to end. I'm, I'm a, what you call a high achiever and restless. So I'm like, go, 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 go. I'm going to chase the next thing. I'm going to chase the next thing so that I don't have to feel. Yeah. And when you translate that into work, that looks like someone who is maybe high achieving, but burning out really easily, getting frustrated with other people who can't keep up with them. That is getting overly emotional about things at work that don't need to hit you in your heart as much as they do. Mm -hmm. And so energetics in a workplace or in a corporate world help you take that step back. And even if you don't even know you need to take that step, like I didn't even know. It mm -hmm. just started working for me before I saw that I needed it working yeah. for me. Then it was like, oh, wait a second. I'm doing this thing again. Oh, I'm spinning again. And then I I knew I had that tool. I had therapy tool, which totally aligned with it. Like my therapist would say some things that would be very similar to my energy healer. And I would just be able to co-use that tool to like, okay, this is the pattern. This is why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. How can I take a step back? And it has totally, totally transformed my corporate life. Like I went from yeah. Someone who had a lot of mental health ups and downs at work and volatile, and I'm sure it was obvious to being able to step into a management role and now even to be able to step to start my own business. I never would have been able, yeah. ever would have been able to become an entrepreneur had I not done that work. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I love that you're really emphasizing and living like let's do the inside stuff first I see a lot of people who are still in corporate and have the dream of leaving their business and they're fucking miserable and so unhappy and so stressed and all they can think about is oh I can't wait to escape I can't wait to get out of here I hate this so much I hate everyone I'm working with and they're in this like very low vibrational state and before we do anything before we talk about stepping out of your corporate job you have to feel good where you are right now. And so that requires a lot of energetics and a lot of, okay, look, let's look at why you hate everyone around you, why you, you know, are basically chose to, to live in this paradigm. What are you learning from it? What do you need to strengthen? Because if we don't do that work to feel good now, we take all of our shit with us into the next chapter. So maybe you saved the money and you leave your corporate job and now you start a business all of the things that were stressing you out, burning you out, making you unhappy in your corporate job, you will subconsciously recreate those situations for yourself in your new business. And now 
you have to figure out how to be an entrepreneur, how to make money and do all, all mm-hmm. the subconscious mindset, inner work stuff. So it, I love to, to use you like your story as an example of the inner stuff comes first and then the outside stuff will just fall into place and you won't have to try so hard and push so hard because it will just feel good the whole time. You aren't waiting until an outcome to, to feel good about mm-hmm. yourself. And I have an exact example of that because yeah. my energy, it was my energy healer. So I've had three, another lovely person named Jordan and currently a lovely woman named Corianne, all of which I've found kind of through the grapevine here in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And I was having an issue with someone I was working with and it was causing my anxiety to spike so much. And you know what? This was Jordan at the time. You know what he said to me? He said, how many more times do you want this one to show up until you deal with it? And it was a work example. And he, it woke me up and I was like, holy crap, you're right. This exact situation happened three years ago with this person. He goes, yep. And it's going to keep happening until you stop blaming that person. Start looking in, figuring out what is going on. And I did it and it was hard and it was vulnerable. And I had to talk to this person and I cried and I was, and then I felt this like release and I'm like, holy mm-hmm. crap. I just up leveled, you know, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I learned that lesson. Feel it. Yeah. yeah. And you feel it. You just feel this like, oh, check. Yeah. Check. Now there'll be a next one coming down the road. Right. There's exactly. always something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But now that you're, and when you live with that level of awareness, you're like, all right, what's next? Who's next? And the next time you are encountered with someone or a situation that makes you feel icky, you're like, okay, what is it this time? Like, what's the lesson? Yeah. I'm ready for it. And and yeah, it's hard, but it almost becomes playful when you know that that's how the universe is conspiring in favor of your evolution. And something that I choose to believe is, is our greatest adversaries in our this life are actually the people who loved us the most in past lives. And they basically signed up to play this role to teach us the hard shit. And they sacrificed their relationship with us this time around so that we could learn those lessons and we can evolve the way that we wanted to evolve. And even just looking at it and right, like who knows if that's the truth, we'll never really know that's what faith is, but looking at things that way of like, what is this teaching me? Because nothing is ever for nothing. Right? Like there's always things to be learned and always ways to evolve. And so I think this is a perfect segue to bring us into something that we we've talked about a little bit before, but (laughs) entrepreneurship as a self-development journey, (laughs) I talk about it all the time. I'd love to hear your perspective. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, I've said this to multiple people, starting a business is like having children you, it will poke every freaking one of your (laughs) triggers. And it's like, you love it. And so it's a piece of your heart on the outside of your body. You know what I mean? It's like, you love, you love your kids or you love, and yet you, they poke everything. Like they, they, like the biggest growth I've ever had was having kids. And now the the next biggest growth I've ever had was starting up my own business because there's nobody else to blame. (laughs) There's nobody else to be like, oh, it's their fault. It's like, oh, no, no, no. This is all on you. So as the things come up, you're like, okay, I need to work on this. Or why am I reacting to this? Or, 
oh, the, how am I going to handle this pressure? Or it's like, you need to then dig into all your tools. And that's where like, I'm seeing my energy healer next week. Like, I, I mean, you then need to take all the tools mm-hmm. and, and almost like double down on using them or you will never, I shouldn't say you would never survive, but it will be a lot harder yeah. to be successful as an entrepreneur if you don't acknowledge that it's going to poke you, poke you, poke you, trigger you. And then you have a choice. You have a choice to take that as a learning and work through it and ask yourself, why is this poking me or give up? And I, I see now how the majority of entrepreneurs struggle because you gotta like, it is tough. Like you gotta, you gotta be okay. It's like you get hit and you're down and you get back up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something that helps and and you have this too, is just being really grounded in a mission and what and what you're doing this for, because yeah, sure. The autonomy is great. The freedom is great. You get to work with who you want to work with and do what you want to do and make your own hours and all of that stuff. But when you're in it, that's incredibly overwhelming, especially if you're deconditioning from a corporate space, because Mm -hmm. I know for me, I was still, I was probably working more hours after I left corporate in my business thinking, okay, well, if I put however many hours in, it will eventually lead to my success. And it wasn't until I like kind of let go of the reins and allowed things to come in perfect timing that it all really started to to fall together. So you're still in your corporate job. Yep. And you are managing this business. Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I, I know a lot of people are in that limbo of, of juggling both. So instead of asking you, how do you juggle it? Because it's time management, it's commitment. What are the differences? Because you're in both at the same time. How are you approaching your business differently than what you've maybe been trained to do in your corporate job? And how do you see that helping you? A great question. And I will say that starting my own business while working a job is helping me in my corporate job as well, but it's also helping me wake up to all the reasons why I really don't want to stay in the corporate world as you know what I mean? So, so, so for me, it is, you know, starting your own business means you get to be innovative and you call the shots. Mm -hmm. So on the, on the, on the, on the grass is greener side. Okay, great. You can do what you want to do when you want to do it in your way. However, in corporate, it's kind of like you can be on that treadmill. Someone else is setting the deliverables and like blah, blah, blah. blah, And you're like, yep, got it, got it, got it. So like, you don't have to be as self-driven. I mean, I'm sure you do. You have to be self-driven, but it's not the same level of self-driven. It's like, there's there's things that are being imposed that you know, like I got to hit this deadline or I'm not, you know, or I got to hit this milestone. I think in, in my own side and in, in the personal business, it's all up to me. Mm-hmm. Like I can decide to do it or I can decide not to do it. Mm-hmm. I will say for those kind of straddling both right now, the advice I've gotten and I think it's helpful is pursuing your passion and you're in in the entrepreneur side, when you're super stressed about money and paying the bills, it can mm-hmm. kind of stunt you. Like, and I know that for me. So, you know, I thought, okay, I'm just going to leave the corporate job and then I'm going to just, just give it a go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my entrepreneurial friends said, you know what, don't do that just yet. Like mm-hmm. see how you can shift one 
maybe to be a little bit less stressful, maybe take a step back, maybe work part-time, maybe do something, but like have that fuel. I think, I don't even, it might've even been you, Marissa. It's like, have that be the angel investor of your dream Mm. job. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, start to build the other one. And so this is what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm actually looking at like, what can I do in in corporate that is actually more in line with my passion in, in entrepreneurship. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty close to potentially getting a role that would be in the workplace wellness space, in the mental health space. So how cool is that? That like, I never would have even thought to explore that in the corporate side. Had I not started the entrepreneur side yeah. Now I'm, I don't need to quit fully. I mean, I got two kids in competitive sports and mortgage and, you know, we know all the stuff, but I can allow, I can kind of use both to, yeah. I can align in my purpose and turn towards my purpose in both and then just keep turning towards and keep turning towards. And so maybe that's going to lead to something else. And maybe that's going to lead to something else. And on the whole, what I'm trying to let go of and surrender, like you said, is I think I know what my healthy, confident you business is going to look like. I'm probably don't. All I know is I want to help people. All I know is I have a gift in this area and I'm just going to keep turning towards it. And in five years or 10 years, it might be completely different, Yeah, but it's all about the now. Like you said, it's not about losing the 10 pounds to get happy. It's about what am I doing today to make me feel vibrant? And when I do feel vibrant, the other things start to open. So it's the same in business, whether you're in corporate or entrepreneurship. Yeah. And, and I want to, this is so fitting. I, I talk about purpose a little bit and I'm really trying to shift the perspective of purpose is not a what purpose is not a finish line. It's not an outcome. It's a how. And so when you embody your purpose as your, how you can live your purpose doing literally anything, right? Well, maybe not anything, but pretty much anything. And I, and I found this quote just today, it popped up on my feed, but your purpose is not the thing you do. It is the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. And that's, I think what you just described. Mm-hmm. You now have this opportunity to facilitate, not even facilitate transformation, but hold the space to help people feel good right now, both in your corporate job and in your business. And Mm -hmm. I'm just celebrating you because I think that's so cool and so aligned. And yeah, your business is going to evolve. Your purpose is going to evolve, but it will just be something that you embody and not something that we're like chasing after our whole lives and saying, okay, did I, did I achieve my purpose yet? Did I live my purpose yet? It never ends. It ends when we die. Right. And so, and if that's what we're looking forward to, we, we miss all the things that are happening in the present. So (laughs) Um, That's funny. And my energy healer said that to me. Don't attach yourself to a purpose. You think your purpose is to be a coach. No, your purpose is exactly what you said. It's for me with the astral stuff. Like I was told I'm a Leo, Leo, Leo. So my my purpose is to embody and share all of the attributes of a Leo leadership, confidence, like all the stuff, right. Of a Leo. So I'm trying to remember that my purpose is not to be a coach. My purpose is to embody and Mm -hmm. share in my gifts and hope that that helps other people in some kind of way. And we'll see where that takes me. Yeah, exactly. Like you can live your purpose by talking to a stranger on the street or building a business around it and then changing the business every two years. (laughs) the, The possibilities are endless. And when that, when I had that download, it was like this, oh, okay. I don't have to have the perfect business model or write the perfect mission statement. 
in order to live my purpose. It's something that I can choose to embody right now and, and oh, be happy right now. And yeah, I, I love that that's the message and that's the thing that you are, are sharing out in the world. So if people want to work with you, they love your vibe, they want to be in your world, where can they find you? Where can they book a call or, or get mm. to know more about what you offer? Yeah. So my website is healthyconfidentyou.ca, not .com because I'm in Canada. So it's healthyconfidentyou.ca. And I am probably most active on Instagram and it's at healthyconfidentyou, but with a U, not with a Y-O-U, but you can get to that from my website. I'm also on LinkedIn, Katie Falundrew, and I'm sure my name will be on this. So you can get to all my socials through all those different things, but that's, yeah, that's how you can reach out to me. I'd love that. Awesome. And I'll post all of your links in the show notes as well. Any parting words of wisdom before we close out? It's about how you're feeling right now. And so no matter what you're doing, ask yourself, does this goal I have in my mind, is this pressure I'm putting on myself? Is that serving how I'm feeling right now? And if it isn't, then let's talk. <laughs> but, you know, that's why, like, if you're saying I'm going to lose 10 pounds, why? So let's stop worrying about the end goal, the end game, where you're going to get, where you're going to be vibrant, where you're going to be happy and start figuring out how to build your vibrancy equation, how you feel today. And just focus on that. And then like atomic habits, habits, man, it'll build, it'll build, it'll build. But let's not, let's not focus on the goalpost because it's going to keep moving. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. We are craving authentic connection and organic growth, and we believe in impossible things. So our experiment this season is to see if we can grow our audience times 10 simply by publishing content that inspires you without paid marketing, AI, or SEO strategy. You can help us with our experiment by sharing this episode, following and engaging with us on LinkedIn or Instagram, and joining our free courses, and even inviting your friends and colleagues or clients along with you. Everything you need is in the show notes. Welcome to the adventure.